Wow, Trump acquitted. GOP-led Senate clears president on both counts. I mean, who would have guessed this would have been the outcome, right? Certainly not me. I mean, who could have guessed? Who could have guessed that the president would have been acquitted? In all honesty, good work on the White House's part. But I mean, did they really have to waste months of our lives with this nonsense? Did they think that he was actually going to be removed? Because CNN, they're just beyond themselves. Really? Really? You're surprised by this? No, but this is exactly how the Democrats intended it to be. To dredge up as much dirt on the president as possible. And that's what makes it so insidious. But now can we now can we move on to taking on the stuff that that actually matters to the American people, like the border, like the tech tyrants. I mean, it's ridiculous. And Nancy Pelosi has been such a failure at orchestrating this that that she's worked herself up to the point of her barely being able to contain herself in an unhinged press conference, which we'll show you part of. She's gone way too far. Thank goodness Trump called her out for using God. She used God to justify her squalid actions. And Harvard apparently is apparently doing a really good job at teaching or a very bad job at teaching, depending on how you look at it, David Hogg in history. Because now you've got the foul-mouthed little squirt issuing a, a very important apology that the, listen, the world needs to hear him. Plus, Joe Biden, just as we predicted, uh, not doing so well so far. John Miller here. White House Brief begins now. What a waste of time. What a waste of time this entire impeachment saga was. We knew what was going to happen. We knew how it was going to roll out, but they have been working so hard at this that it has infuriated Nancy Pelosi to the point where she was barely able to contain herself. So we're going to show you her meltdown. But first, remember to get your African-American rifle coffee, which I have right here in this mug. Valentine's Day might be a made up holiday, but your special somebody is real. Well, hopefully, hopefully they're real. All right, hopefully you're not making a fake made up somebody. Show them some love with Black Rifle Coffee. Now through Valentine's Day, save 20% off a selection of coffee and gear and find the perfect gift for the special someone in your life or yourself. I'm not going to judge it if it's for you, at least a lot. As you know, what you want to do is join the Black Rifle Coffee Club. And what that means is you choose the amount and the blends that you want, and then they give it to you at a special discounted price. They ship it free directly to your home or office every month. And this added convenience allows you to keep working, keep doing your job, and keep working hard and making America the land of the free and home of the brave so you'll never have to rush to the store again. They offer premium small batch roast-to-order coffee for people who love America. It's that simple. You'll get the highest quality beans from around the world and always roast to order their coffee for you after you place the order to ensure it is fresh AF. So wake up right now to America's Coffee by going to blackriflecoffee.com slash WHB. That is blackriflecoffee.com slash WHB. Enter discount code WHB. That will get you 20% off your first order of any coffee products, including Black Rifle Coffee Club. All right. So the president addressed the nation this morning with this headline, this headline, Trump acquitted. Can you read that? Trump acquitted. And he explained that he's not perfect. I mean, what president is, let alone what person is. The question is, 
Was there any impeachable offense? The answer to that question is no. Ukraine got their money. No investigation took place into, uh, into the Bidens. Trump did not pressure Russia to do so. So there was simply no quid pro quo, and there simply was no impeachable offense there. And the investigation that took months reflected that. I've done things wrong in my life, I will admit. Not purposely, but I've done things wrong. But this is what the end result is. And it was the outcome everybody expected, right? For months, we knew that this would be the outcome because from the get-go, Trump released the transcript, we read the transcript, and as a casual observer, anyone who read that transcript would be able to say that there was nothing wrong. But even all the legal experts read the transcript and said there was nothing wrong. And yet the smart people in the media, they said, oh, there's definitely something wrong. And now that he was acquitted, they're having a meltdown over it. It is an historic morning. And these are the historic headlines that Americans are waking up to. This is the Washington Post this morning in, you know, 96,000 point font. Trump acquitted. That's a little, that's the snide CNN humor for you. 96,000 point font. Ooh. No, no, it can't be. I mean, really? Because I'm not surprised. I knew from the beginning. I bet you did too. Because after all the witnesses claimed there was nothing wrong during the investigation in the House, and then after the House ignored those witnesses and impeached the president anyway, it went to the Senate. I mean, remember you had all those witnesses in the House that were saying that the president did nothing wrong. There was no quid pro quo. There was no pressure. You had EU ambassador Gordon Sondland. Remember him? You had former NATO ambassador Kurt Volker. You had Trump advisor, Tim Morrison. You had Alexander Vindman. You had David Hale. You had all of these witnesses, many of whom were anti-Trump folks, and they all said they witnessed nothing wrong. Then the House brought in the legal experts. Remember, Jonathan Turley. Jonathan Turley, a man who voted for Hillary, he said there was no impeachable offense. And yet the House listened to all of their testimonies, and they said, nope, nope. And they impeached the president anyway. And so then what happens? Well, it goes to the Senate and the Senate didn't want to accept what the House came to, to view. So they tried to bring in more witnesses. They tried to bring in people like Bolton, who they were hoping in, in his desperation to sell books, that he would be able to give them the narrative that they wanted in order to lead to a Trump removal. Well, it didn't work. And so Trump announced his victory over these forces trying to take him down. And the Democrats are furious over it. They're furious. And so the media, the media in reaction to this, just reverted to their old ways of just making up lies and sputtering over it. He aired a series of grievances, almost a greatest hits of grievances at this point. Oh, yeah. Greatest hits. He's grieving. It's grievances. That's all we're getting from him. And then you've got the Democratic members of Congress out there trying to figure out what happened because we were sure we were going to remove him from office because he is definitely guilty. And you can take the words of several senators that. The House managers uh, basically proved our case through overwhelming evidence and documentation that the president abused the power of his office and then obstructed Congress's ability to uh, basically investigate that abuse. One of our greatest fears about this case was realized the day that the Senate voted to not hear from witnesses or voted to not subpoena documentation. Really, that's your greatest fear? 
that the Senate decided not to hear from the witnesses? Guess what, lady? It's not the Senate's job to hear from witnesses. If the House wanted to, they could have investigated it. They could have listened to Bolton. It didn't happen. It didn't work. And that is why this is all driving Nancy Pelosi absolutely nuts. I mean, this woman, this woman, she has not been able to control her anger. And what, what, what apparently really put her over the top was Trump's awarding the Medal of Freedom to Rush Limbaugh. That's, that's how petty she is. It has nothing to do with collusion. Never has. It has nothing to do with, with unspeakable corruption. There's no offense. There's no offense committed. She does not like that the president is President Trump, and therefore he espouses a worldview that she disagrees with. She doesn't like that. And she doesn't like the fact that she brought, how dare he, guests with him to the State of the Union during an unhinged press conference this morning. She was so beside herself that, that Trump would dare award the Medal of Honor to Rush Limbaugh. That was not a State of the Union. That was a state, his state of mind. We weren't a State of the Union. Where are we? Where are we going? And the rest. Now, let me just show you how many guests I can draw. And let me say how I can give a Medal of Honor. Do it in your own office. We don't come in your office and do congressional business. Why are you doing that here? Quite frankly, when he started talking about someone with stage four cancer, all of that, I thought he was, I don't know which stage uh, John Lewis's cancer is at. But when he started talking about someone with cancer, we thought he was going to talk about John Lewis. A hero in our country? Come on. Come on, Rush Limbaugh with his cancer, with his lung cancer. Come on. Can't honor him. That's what set her off? Because it's that moment when she started, when she started making little rips. I'm not kidding. She started making little rips into her script. You saw the big rip at the end, but before that, when Trump mentioned Rush Limbaugh, she started to make little rips into her script. Watch. She performed the whole thing because she's too weak and frail and weak. So she had to make little pre-rips. And Rush's award is what caused her to start making those many pre-rips in her pages so that she, could, that she could have the strength to rip the full script at the end. Watch Pelosi carefully on the right of Trump in this clip as she makes little pre-rips, and then she puts it back on the desk. Watch. When a loved one is diagnosed with a serious illness, here tonight is a special man, beloved by millions of Americans. So calculated. So manipulative. I mean, what a nasty fraud. And Trump pointed that out. Trump pointed it out, pointed out what kind of character this woman has. And because what's even more reprehensible is that she uses God. She uses her faith to cover up her nasty deeds, and Trump called her out for that. I don't like people who use their faith as justification for doing what they know is wrong. Nor do I like people who say, I pray for you, when they know that that's not so. Yeah, she's praying against him. She's just a scheming and seething and furious, nasty woman. And she failed. She failed. And that's why she's so mad. That's why they're all so mad. The Democrats have failed miserably because Trump, let me tell you, he's going nowhere. 
And you know what? If this were merely an expository exercise to uncover Donald Trump's corrupt behavior, had nothing about do, to do about removing him from office, just to show his corrupt behavior so that voters could see everything that was wrong with him and so that they could say, well, now we get the Democrat vote in 2020 from these people. Well, they failed at that as well. Because you want to know something? Trump is more popular than ever. Trump job approval at personal best at 49%. That is better than Obama's was at this point in his presidency. So despite the Russia collusion witch hunt, despite the phony Ukraine scandal, despite the fake Stormy Daniels campaign finance accusations, despite... Despite Australia Gate, remember that? Remember Australia Gate when they tried to say that Trump colluded with Australia to investigate Mueller? Maybe you don't because it was about as big of a dud as the Mueller report itself. Despite that, despite Adam Schiff's attempts to make things up about the president out of thin air, mob stories that he made up straight out of Hollywood, straight out of his own imagination. Despite that, despite Jerry Nadler's attempts to launch investigation after investigation after investigation, despite the deep state's attempts to hinder the president's progress and leak unsubstantiated gossip to the media, and despite that very same media's attempts to report almost 100% negative stories about the president to paint him in a corrupt light, they have failed. They have failed and Trump is acquitted. Trump is acquitted. Sorry, losers. Better luck next time. Because there's gonna, there's gonna be a next time. They're gonna try to do this again since we are dealing with autocrats who refuse to deal with reality. And the reality is that sanctuary cities are still tearing apart American families. The reality is that illegals are still destroying our country. The reality is that taxpayers in several states are paying up to 6,500 bucks per illegal alien. And that's in the states with the fewest number of immigrants. The reality is there's a drug epidemic destroying communities. The reality is that big tech is censoring essential voices in our country and they are stepping on the spirit of the First Amendment. And despite monitoring the situation, this administration has not been able to do anything about it because it has been so mired in this BS. Well, guess what? That all changes today after Trump was acquitted. Honest Abe Lincoln. You know, a lot of people forget Abe Lincoln. I wish you were here. I'd give him one hell of an introduction. <laughs> Honest Abe. Well, <laughs> renowned scholar David Hogg might disagree with that. Even though Hogg uh, can't spell, and that's not an exaggeration. That's not a slam. He can't. We should take his point of view oh so very seriously. And he tweeted earlier this week, quote, Lincoln was a really good president. But as Brett T. points out at Twitchy, uh, he must have taken one hell of a history class in between because quickly, quickly he went and reversed his astute observation. And a, me uh, and a mere three hours later, he wrote, actually, I was not aware of the scope of how detrimental he was to so many native populations. He was not really a good president. Yeah, don't worry about, uh, about that document. What was it called? What was that thing called? Oh yeah, don't worry about the Emancipation Proclamation. Don't worry about trying to hold the union together while it was being torn in half. 
don't worry about any of that because on his watch, quote, he made no revolutionary change in Indian white relations as he did in black white relations with the Emancipation Proclamation. And while he called for the reform of the Indian system in his last two annual messages to Congress, he provided no specifics and he continued the policy already in place of confining Indians to reservations after negotiating treaties. Oh no, oh no. Not honest, Abe. Whatever are we going to do? Never mind that that the Indian problem was a problem that every president dealt with and tried to figure out, what do we do with these Indians? They felt, yeah, we should, we need to accommodate them. You know, unlike other people who arrived at continents, I mean, you think that when Caesar arrived in Gaul, he asked the Gauls, hey, would you guys like a reservation? We're gonna treat you, we're gonna try to accommodate you. No, you think when Napoleon arrived in Austria, he asked them, how would you like to be treated? No, Americans are the only people who came to a land and worked to find a way to accommodate the people who were already living there. All right, but these people that David Hogg is listening to don't care. All they care about is that the Emancipation Proclamation didn't do that. And so that makes this astute Harvard scholar who is about as well-educated on this stuff as a blueberry muffin very upset. All right, guys, need Valentine's Day flowers because let me tell you something. Just because your girl says she doesn't want anything, you got to take that with a grain of salt. You gotta get her something. And why not make it Books? That is B-O-U-Q-S, as in bouquets of flowers. They offer farm fresh, sustainably sourced flowers for next or same day delivery. Order today and get 25% off your entire purchase. You just go to books.com slash W-H-B. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com slash W-H-B for 25% off with the code W-H-B. And remember, you can get flowers for your mom, for your, for your gal pal, Whoever, whoever. I mean, if you're feeling bold, you can even send them to, uh, to, to the person you've been crushing on. Very bold move, but let her know how you feel. See how it works out. Because if you think, if you think it's winter now and it's cold now, uh, wait until you forget Valentine's Day. The Books Company, they are here to make your life easier and they offer more than just roses. You're gonna find sweet treats, you're gonna find beautifully styled bouquets, plants, gifts, succulents on their site. So this Valentine's Day, spread the book love with your first love, your forever love, and your loved ones. Go to books.com, that is B-O-U-Q-S dot com slash W-H-B. Go there today for 25% off using the code W-H-B. All right, so the Iowa caucuses. We are closely following the Iowa caucuses, and we still don't exactly know who won in Iowa. They said it's Mr. Pete Buttigieg, 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 Buttigieg. But then it turns out, and they're not reporting on this, but there was a report in Politico this morning that said, oh, maybe he's actually not in the lead, right? We've only got maybe about 86% of the results in because they bungled it so badly. But this guy, Biden, he's uh, in fourth place. Not exactly the front runner we thought he was gonna be. And Biden donors are aware uh, it could possibly hurt. Yeah, you think? According to the Associated Press, well, Biden told them, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it, we took a gut punch in Iowa. But look, this is not the first time in my life I've been knocked down. 
Maybe it's not the first time in his life he's been knocked down, but it is certainly the fir- not the first time either that he's run for president and lost. So it's not the first time I've been knocked down isn't exactly going to bode well for him. I mean, this was supposed to be the responsible moderate. This was supposed to be the guy that leads the Democrat Party to victory. This was supposed to be the guy that was able to beat Donald Trump and forever rid the country of the evil racist and the evil administration that is Trump's administration. And instead, he's flailing in fourth place. I told you guys from the beginning, don't believe any of the polls that say that this guy is going to win. Because this guy can't complete a sentence without sounding like a complete idiot. This guy doesn't know what state he's in. This guy has no idea if he's in a room or outside. This guy likes to get his legs rubbed down by little black kids so that they can watch the hair rise back up in the pool. This guy has an imaginary friend named Corn Pop who likes to take the chain and do something with it and then wrap it around his tire so that Joe Biden can go chasing after him in the streets. This guy said that 7-Eleven, you can't have one unless he's run by an Indian person. This guy said that Poor kids are just as smart as white kids, meaning poor kids are black kids. This guy loves to take little girls and just kiss them, not exactly on the lips, but just right here, just right here. Take the little girl and just appropriate? I don't think so. This is a guy who is unfit to be president. This is a guy whose mental faculties are not all there. This is a guy who is an embarrassment to the Democrat Party because he used to be reasonable. He used to be responsible. And now he's trying to be all woke and say that white men are the problem. That it is white culture that has led this country to decay. That has been responsible for so many people getting hurt. This guy is a guy who will say anything. He will lie. He will tell mistruths. He will do whatever he needs to do in order to win. And at the end of the day, it still doesn't work. So I think it's fair to say this guy doesn't have it. We've got New Hampshire. He's certainly not going to win New Hampshire. And then we've got Nevada, South Carolina. He probably will win South Carolina. But this is a guy who is toast. Mark my words for it. Joe Biden will not be the nominee. And Joe Biden will be a failure. Thanks for watching. And we will see you guys soon. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the White House Brief Podcast. If you haven't already, remember to subscribe to the podcast. Please rate it. And if you feel like doing it, please leave a review. It really helps us out. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.